Happy Friday, kids. Fist Pump Friday, Fired Up Friday, Fireball Friday. Welcome to Who's to Blame, the podcast with yours truly, Dre Montez. This is episode 354, and we're brought to you by The Weed Squad. Go to theweedsquad.com for more information, or you can stop by their location at 8088 Watson Road, as well as Nextcore. Go to thenextcore.com for more information and do your virtual tour today. Well, it's birthday time for the Sagittarius out there. Good thing the weather is nice. Didn't know it was that nice yesterday, but today is look cooler, but it's still nice out. But happy birthday to Carla and happy birthday to Jim Mancave, president. You guys enjoy your birthday and party on and rock on. Oh, I love December birthdays for grown people. For kids, they got to be a little confusing because it's a little bit close to the big day. You probably get cheated on gifts. A lot of kids go through that. Probably did. But as an October kid, I never had to worry about it. And also, when your birthday is during school time, you get a lot of the cool perks, too, as well. When you get birthday gifts at school and at home from family and friends and at your job, it makes it a whole lot of fun. really does. A whole lot of things going on in the football world. On the college side, it's when conference championship mode, bowl situations to figure out who's going to be playing who and where, as well as the college football playoff tree who's going to be playing what who's getting down and out for this national championship the nfl and its fiasco that started again last night the dallas cowboys and will continue as we're now week 14 as well as major league baseball on sunday evening we should know who's going in for the next hall of fame class which they will be deciding from san diego california as I mentioned on the last podcast, we have a new advertiser, sponsor, a part of the podcast family now, Bigfoot Comics, Coins, Collectibles, Toys, and Supplies, located in downtown Belleville, 101 East B Street, open Tuesday through Saturday. You can call for the hours of operation, 618-406-4364. If you mention who's to blame, you get a free gift while you're there as well. And also we have Cosmic Comics and Collectibles as well, located at 132 West Main. So we got comic book stores on both ends of town in downtown Belleville to crave your needs for the adult in you, the kid in you, and also the kid in your family. But this comic book reading and comic book shops are pretty fun to hang out at. They really are a little vintage and a little modern. They both have something to accommodate all of your needs. So check them out today. If you're out and about in the downtown Belleville area, please stop on by at 7 Bar and 7 Sushi Bar because they may have something for you during the holiday season as well. Margarita's on Main, Tavern on Main, Rogers Place, The Office Lounge as well. And for your housing needs, roofing, room addition or siding, reach out to R&R Services, 618-257-8644. And for the holiday season, if you're getting some roofing work done and you spend $2,500, we'll throw the gutters in for free. So that right there, got to take care of the good people for the holiday season. You got to do that. You really, really do. 
Something else we got to do. We got to talk about that football game last night. Wow. Thursday night football between the Dallas Cowboys and the Chicago Bears from Chicago. I love outdoor football, especially in the Midwest. And people in the cold make you want to be there with them when you're watching a game at home on television. You want to be right there with them. Minus a few places. Chicago and New England and Minnesota. Yon, yon out there in that cold weather. Yon, yon. (laughs) But the Bears appear to look like a team which probably had a little self-check in the past few weeks, trying to figure out since the last time we've seen them in primetime gameplay, what's going on with Mitchell Trubinsky. Who's telling the truth? Is this the quarterback they want? Are they bringing in Cam Newton? It's going to be some shakeup in the offseason with the Bears. The defense has always been a sustainable part with the Bears. They're historically known for their defense other than the running back, Sweetness, Walter Payton, and the fans in Soldier Field. But coming into this year, when the schedule was released and we all saw the schedule with the Bears and the Cowboys on there in week 14, there's no way in the hell you'd have told me that the Bears were going to beat them that way. The score did not dictate how bad of a beatdown that was put on the Cowboys. I mean, the Bears look like a totally different team. They actually had a game plan. They actually had motivation out there. On the other side of the ball, we start up top with Jerry Jones. We know how he has been so cryptic with the media. You make your own narrative up on what's going to happen in the offseason with Jason Garrett. Ten years has been way too long to have no Super Bowl additions to that team. The money has went up with the Cowboys, but it's not because of the play on the field. It's because of Jerry Jones, why the value of the team has went up. The play on the field has been sucking. I don't know where the identity is at with this team. What is the initiative of this team? Where's the motivation? Last night, you saw everyone pointing fingers at each other on the sideline, looking way out of sync and out of place. It's no way for a team in the NFC East who is pretty much in control of their own destiny to act and behave. But this is what happens when you have no leadership ability over there. There's no accountability. Everyone is on their own. They tried to have a team meeting. They tried to have a player's talk only. They've tried to have veterans speak up, but it's not working. No one is taking responsibility for their actions. They're worried about everybody else instead of doing their job. Look at some of the runs that were made against Dallas defense last night. They look miscombobulated out there. They look like they were playing all Madden level and they were still on all pro. That's what it looked like to me. But if I tell you this, it'll blow your mind. The Cowboys is still in the driver's seat in the NFC East. This is not a panic mode, but this is just talking out loud that I did not see this coming from the Dallas Cowboys, the way they have faltered against the Jets, the Buffalo Bills, the way they played against the Lions, and now this game here just does not seem the same to me with the Cowboys. Could this be it for Jason Garrett? What is the backup plan? I don't think interim is the solution that Jerry Jones and the Cowboys want. But it shall be fun trying to see how they're going to put this together and fix this. Don't forget, you can also follow us through social media. We have a page, Who's to Blame, on Facebook. Instagram, Who's to Blame, the podcast. On Twitter, we're at W2B. 
Draymond Tears. So several ways you can follow the show and keep up what's going on about different things that are going on in and around the world of sports and entertainment and locally between Belleville and St. Louis or something that's going on with one of the advertisers or sponsors of the show. I usually put it on social media. Good way to keep up that way. As I said, a lot's going on this weekend. College football is it. I'm locked in. I'm locked and loaded. <laughs> locked and loaded for the college football watch party, watch list, what I'm going to get into. It all starts this evening with Utah and Oregon. I've not seen Utah play a college football game. I'm with the rest of the country. I've only seen highlights. I don't know how good they are. I don't know what's being tested to them. I don't know nothing about their student body, about their tailgating, but I'm going to find out this evening. On the other side, you got Oregon, Oregon. Their uniform combinations are some of the best in the country. Remind me of a softball team from back in the day, in the 90s, when we had 95 uniforms. But this should be a fun game. This should be a very fun game because it has, it has implications out there. Utah is on a lot of people's mind, but if you let them in this college football playoff, would it be like the same year when Hawaii played Georgia? That was ugly. No one wants to think about that game. Baylor and Oklahoma. Baylor has been getting a lot of push from the student body, from the outside of the committee. Look at Baylor. Look at Baylor. Baylor's decent. This Oklahoma season didn't go the way Jalen Hurts wanted to be or wanted to go. I know he wanted that rematch with Bama, but maybe he can come in a different form if he can go out and get a W in this game against Baylor. But this could be one of those no defense allowed type of a football game. It's going to be all offensive output, and the winner is going to be the one with the least amount of mistakes from the quarterback in position on the offensive side of the ball. And also watch the special teams with the kick run with the punt return and the kickoff returns. Field position will be key. An SEC championship game down in Hotlanta, Ugga, Georgia, taking on LSU. Waterboy 2, head coach Ed Ogerone. Both of these guys have quarterbacks with an incredible backstory. A lot of upside to their future the way they've been playing the past few weeks. Georgia has been on our mind, no pun intended, Ray Charles. For the past two seasons, Georgia has been nitpicking around around the possibility of playing for a national championship. But a little hit and miss here has stumbled upon them. Hope this isn't a replay of 2011 when this game was just a total blowout for LSU. A little bit more of competitive side, competitive nature of this game should be a lot of fun down in Hotlanta. Virginia Clemson. I haven't seen Virginia play football in a long time. Clemson is getting dogged a lot because they haven't played anybody. And for the fact their coach Dabo Sweeney has been portrayed as a whiner, according to Paul Finbaum. Hashtag ESPN. But I like Dabo Sweeney. He makes a lot of sense. What must you do? If, you, if you're undefeated, you're undefeated. Don't blame me who we put on this schedule. They, should, they do the same thing we do. They recruit and have scholarships too. They have a coach. They have a weight room. They have the same analysis and analytics that we can have access to as well. But Clemson is always getting that nod. They don't play anybody. There's no football in the ACC. 
But I think this could be an interesting matchup from the standpoint if Virginia comes at this thing all in. But if Clemson like, hey, nobody likes us, let's go up there and put 70 points on the board, that could happen. The Ohio State at Wisconsin. This could be the shakeup and the makeup to create the breakup if the Ohio State loses, if Clemson barely beats Virginia, if Georgia beats LSU, if Baylor beats Oklahoma, if Utah beats Oregon, we're in a world of trouble, people. It's going to cause a playoff committee argument, fight, fisticuffs, and furniture movement. My watch game, with an asterisk by it for sentimental reasons, is going to be Hawaii at Boise State. Got to support it right there. So that right there is my college football watch list starting this evening, Friday evening. We should know by fr- by Saturday night of the mayhem and the madness, everything figured out, who's playing who, who's playing what, what's on the line. Let the arguments begin because I'm all locked in on this college football. It's going to be shirt off Saturday. We're not wearing a shirt the entire time we're watching the games. That's the whole model we keeping. And we're going to keep that model moving right along on over to Sunday. Sunday with the NFL. Not for laundry in most homes. The game everyone's going to be watching here in week 14 be the Ravens and the Bills due to the fact what has come out in the media, what's been said about Lamar Jackson. Also on the Bills side of the ball, nobody circles the wagon like the Buffalo Bills. Their defense has stood a test against the Patriots. Wasn't their fault they couldn't put up points with the offensive side of the ball, but they seem to have found some confidence in their quarterback and their receiving core, and they're all in. I'm not saying it's going to be a blowout win for Baltimore or it's going to be one of those games where Lamar Jackson can't figure things out. I'm looking at a low-scoring game, defense-infused, especially if that Bills crowd gets involved because they're some crazy ass tailgaters <laughs> but nobody circles the wagon like the buffalo bills i got the ravens winning this one in a close one 17 14 washington and the packers i'm looking at this game at different reasons for the simple fact aaron Rodgers probably think this is books in the bag that this is going to be an easy win but the way the washington redskins been paying the past two weeks This game may not come as easy to the Packers as you think. Because this late in the year when your team is already out, you're moving up guys who are trying to make a name for themselves, trying to get on the radar, trying to make a big play, do something special. And this could be one of those games where LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers don't see that coming. I see the Packers winning this game, but pulling out late, winning this one probably 21-10 with a late-scoring touchdown to put this away. But it's going to be a tight game, especially – Always in the first half, pretty much of a close game. Detroit at Minnesota. Detroit does not have a quarterback. Matthew Stafford, go ahead and sit this one out, son, and get healthy. Get healthy. But that defense of Detroit could give some issues and problems for your friend and our cousin, Kirk Cousins. But with the weapons Minnesota has, Kirk Cousins, Diggs, Dalvin Cook, and on the defensive side and their special teams, I can see them getting some swag love on this one. They need a high-scoring output game, but this Detroit defense is kind of nasty. They play blue-collar football pretending to be an AFC team, if that makes sense for you. 
But I think Minnesota has some trouble with this game. Still, Detroit doesn't have a quarterback to me. Minnesota should blow them out, but I got a funny feeling it's going to be a close game, 24 to 20, Minnesota. Sam Fran at the Saints. Jimmy G is playing indoors. That defense is playing indoors. Watch out there now, boy. In the Saints and Drew Breesy. Hmm. This could be the type of win that the Saints could deem as an important moral team victory. Even though we're in the playoffs, we need this one. What can we do? What can Sean Payton pull out of his sleeve in this game to throw a little trickery in this? I don't see a tight game. I see a wild game where the Saints are going to try to come out and prove a big point, but it's all detrimental on that defense. If they can get back and cover the spots in Drew Brees' window to cause havoc for the Saints, or the Saints blow them out as I think 24-3. to The Chiefs at the Patriots. Patrick Mahomes, boy. Well, we're going to go out here and take on the Patriots the way we should take them on and just take it, you know, one play at a, one play at a time and just take what the defense gives us, and that's, that's the best we can hope for. That's Patrick Mahomes. T12 reports have come out. Some are on with his toe. Some are on with his shoulder. They have receivers we've never heard of. They've never had a first-round draft pick. Why do they need them? Stop telling us these things about the Patriots until you dethrone them. It makes no sense. We hear all this information about the Patriots. None of it's doing anybody any good. You still have to beat them. You still have to play the game. And the Chiefs, in December, in January, and the coach, Andy Reid, his record in December and January does not spell success to me at all. I'm a little weary of this Chief team, a little weary of them. But I got the Patriots winning this one here. I'm thinking T12 might try to put up a 30 spot on these guys. He may try to put up a 30 spot on these guys, but based on the weather situation, I may see the Patriots pull this one out 21-17, controlling the ball and playing smart football. Seattle at the Rams. Seattle has shown me a lot what what Russell Wilson can do and what he can't do when he has protection or the play breaks down. He is the most intelligent football when it comes to pressure to me. He handles it better than anyone. And the Rams are under some pressure. We haven't heard from Aaron Donald. We're going to work overwork Todd Gurley this week, and we don't know what's going on with the quarterback situation. Can the Rams get back to the form they were in a year ago? But a year ago, they were starting to slip away because they were trying to hide the injury of Todd Gurley. Seattle could be that type of team where they try to come out and dominate, where they just really just want to take what you're giving to them. And if the Rams doesn't give it, get it going fast and quickly on the offensive side of the ball, watch out for Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson in Seattle to pull some trickery this weekend and try to put up a 40 spot on the Rams. But I got a funny feeling that field goal kicking will come into play in this game. Pittsburgh at Arizona, it's on my radar for a simple reason. Mike Tomlin, my co- my vote for coach of the year. What he's been doing, what he has been doing with that team, that lineup, considering what has happened with the injuries, hats off to that guy. No matter what, he still looks like Omar Epps' uncle or brother or twin. Arizona's preparing for next season as they're doing what they can. We're going to see a lot of guys we haven't heard of. 
or seen this year in this game, but Pittsburgh is not going away quietly. Tennessee at Oakland. If Tennessee and Ryan Tannehill and Mr. Henry still keep attacking the opposing defenses the way they have, Tennessee could be, be an issue. This could be another Music City miracle on what they're trying to pull off since the Marcus Mariota situation, since Tannehill's situation in Miami. Different team, different identity, just like with the Raiders. I don't know who this team is. There's too much going on in the front office and behind the scenes. There was too much money talked about and dealt with before the season started that we found out about the Raiders, which has made it very hard for them to possibly compete. That's why the Raiders have been stinking up the joint. Tennessee, I got a feeling they're going to shut out the Raiders and the Raiders are at home. I got a funny feeling. And on Monday night, Mama, it's that man again. Eli, I believe in Manning, beating T12 twice in the Super Bowl. is returning the quarterback for the New York football Giants as they take on Fly Eagles Fly, the Philly special, Carson Pennsylvania, who has not been the same since he got the Felicity haircut from the TV show, ill-advised. Now Philly is trying to figure out how to get everything back to where it was at. They are another, t- another team that has running, receiving core, special teams, a defense, an offensive line, but they can't put the W's together. And who's to blame? Is it Carson Wentz? Is it Doug Peterson? If they fall to the New York football giants on Eli's return to the game on the grand stage of Monday Night Football, we're going to see some heads rolling. Heads rolling. And Eli has handled this better than anybody I've encountered that's been going through the situation that he's been going through on his whole path to exit stage left from the NFL. There you have my NFL Week 14 watch list of games that will be taking place on Sunday. As well as on Sunday through Major League Baseball, the Hall of Fame Selection Committee will let us know on Sunday night by way of San Diego, Who's going in? Some of these names on here you may know. Some of you may want to Google. And shame on you if you don't know who these guys are. But the Hall of Fame in Major League Baseball is a special place. Cooperstown, New York. Good luck to you guys. Dwight Evans, Steve Garvey, Tommy John, Don Madeline, Thurman Musson, Dale Murphy, Ted Simmons, and Sweet Lou Whitaker. Right there. That's we should find out something this weekend. We really should find out something this weekend. And if you're going out tonight, get your foot stomp music going on. Stop on down at Game Six Honky Tonk Joint. Yeah, tell them Dre Montez sent you. Because I think now everybody's getting ready for holiday Christmas parties right now. Office Christmas parties, guys. Be careful. It's usually when people get fired at the office Christmas party. <laughs> Something's somebody's gonna go a little bit too far. It's somebody's gonna go a little bit too far, especially when the office Christmas parties are at the actual office. Now, I used to work in a cubicle, I hated the office Christmas party when I worked in a cubicle. I used to love when we go out to a different venue, you know, you get to see people in a different element, different style. But the office Christmas parties are a lot of fun, yes, they are a lot of fun. Well, we already done heard. Christmas Day, the aquarium at Union Station will be opening up. Yes, it will be opening on up for you. You can reach on out to Ballpark Shuttle STL 
for your transportation needs if you're heading down to the aquarium or to a blues game or holiday events, special events, Soulard, downtown Washington, Lafayette Square, or Grand Center area at Ballpark Shuttle STL 314-722-6088. You can also reach out to Electric Cab of North America or ECAB. Check them out on social media and check out their holiday schedule in Austin, Texas, Kirkwood, Missouri, Central West End, and downtown St. Louis as well. Something for everyone, man. It's going to be one of those weekends right here where I may get overwhelmed. I may have sensory overload going on. That has happened before. Well, I just had too much information coming in, trying to watch everything, not at one time. You know, you have all five TVs going, both laptops, a tablet, and two burner phones, and the radio. We can get it in all day. We can get it in all day. It's a unique operation. It looks crazy to the outside looking in, but to me, it looks normal to me. Speaking of normal, we're getting real close to Christmas, guys. Real close. Everybody get those Christmas trees up. Leg lamps alike. If you have a leg lamp, could you send me a picture of it at moredremontez at gmail.com? I want to see how many people out there in the listening area actually have a leg lamp. And if you have the box that it came in and it says Fragile, Fragile, take a picture of them both, and I may send you something special of a coupon to your email address. But I want to thank you guys for listening to the show. Thank you so much. Thanks for following. Thanks for the tweets. Thank you for the emails. Thank you for the feedback. It has been a wonderful, wonderful pleasure. And we have so much more coming to you visually that you'll be able to check out as well. But don't forget to follow us throughout our social media pages as well. But enjoy your weekend. All you birthday Sagittarius out there. Happy birthday, Carla. And happy birthday, Jim. You guys enjoy your weekend. And thanks for listening. As my great-grandpappy always say, if you're going to hold hands with her, get your hand out of the back pocket. Enjoy.